Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. everybody back listening in uh last month last week was our bonus show it was the nfl and the taking the movement that's going on worldwide got some really good feedback on that show and i want to say thank you to everybody for making it the most listened to episode of off the rails radio in the entire existence i had 115 live listeners that is awesome i mean we've had some big ones big ones here you know but since I've been back on the air, that has been the most listened to episode that I have had since being back on the air. Sorry that 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 sentence kind of repeated itself a lot. But uh, anyway, um, again, welcome back, everybody. Um, we have a guest tonight. His name is Michael J. Cornett. Um, I, he hasn't called in yet. So I don't know if I'm buying time or what. Um, unfortunately, that's just... That these things happen sometimes there's a miscommunication um but first i want to go ahead and get our sponsor out of the way we have collar and elbow wrestling brand they just dropped the fall line oh my god it is awesome um they've got a shirt they not now not only do they now have the normal shirts that they normally carry but they now have the new women's line which is the black tee with pink lettering it's it's the mirror image. Um, they have a woman's wrestling T-shirt. They have a metal T-shirt that is for men and women if you so choose to wear it. And it's just it's really really neat. Uh, the prices are just like they always have been, about twenty to twenty-four dollars depending on what T-shirt you choose. And they've also started bringing in hats. Hoodies are on the way, according to Al uh, on the video that was dropped for Collar Elbow. Um, because he, he, um, Brock Landers, Rod Hicks, jumped in there and said, hoodies! And Al just knocked him out of the way and said, not yet. It's getting chilly out, but not that chilly. So, yeah, hats, the new lady shirts, some new men's shirts. Check it out. Use your promo code WING, W-I-N-G, to save 10% off your order. Now, uh, you can go to Collar. Collarandwrestlingbrand.com. Order your stuff today. Um, I have some people have reached out to me about the Teespring T-shirt. Uh, unfortunately, I had to cancel that T-shirt just because um, where 
it's a different website. It's one of those see how many T-shirts you can do or you can sell, and then after about a week, they make them and ship them out. Um, I had a couple people order them, and I received an email saying that due to due to not enough demand that they were cutting loose. They want at least 150 shirts ordered at a time. And that wasn't what I thought I was signing up for. So I apologize to that. Uh, the, the few people that did order did tell me that they got their money back. Um, so I'm going to be searching at a different avenue to getting an off the rails radio t-shirt made. Uh, I saved the design on my computer because I really liked it with that train coming, you know, kind of coming at you and off the rails radio, you know, showcasing around it. Um, so I hope to get that. I was supposed to announce a brand new sponsor tonight, but I'm going to put that off until next week. Um, which speaking of next week, we, um, we've got a lot of shows coming up. Um, I recently got a lot of interest from a lot of, a lot of independent wrestlers. I'll go ahead and read off the, um, the upcoming schedule. Uh, so Next week on Tuesday, October 10th at 8 p.m., we got legendary Larry. He He's going to come. We're going to talk about his career. We're going to talk about, you know, some great moments, some not-so-great moments in, in the business. Um, we're going to talk about the new documentary he's got coming up, uh, From Little to Legendary, The Legendary the Lady Story, uh, on October 12th. That's right. We've got two podcasts next week, uh, Trash Can Graham will come on the show. Canamania is going to run wild on Off the Rails Radio. Um, the reason why we're having two shows next week because like before where everything jumped to Tuesday, my work schedule changed. So with that, I had to start, had to change when I scheduled my guests. Um, so Trash Can Graham, I'm going to stick to Thursday at 8 o'clock. He's going to be our last Thursday show. Then on October 17th, We've got independent wrestler Donnie Dollars coming on the show. Then on October 24th, we got Phil Fair coming on the show. He is the manager of champions at many different Kentucky um, promotions. Then on October 31st, on Halloween, we've got the Spirit of Detroit. Cassidy and Jonte Keith will come on the air. It's going to be the first ever tag team that comes on the air at the same time. So that's going to be groundbreaking for Off the Rails Radio. On November 7th, we got Creature Feature John Campbell coming up. And then on on November, did I say October 7th? If I did, I'm sorry. November 7th. Then on November, this guy's name right, um, we booked his show really late last night. Or it's Emanen, I'm, I'm saying. I'm pretty sure he'll let me know if he is listening in tonight. Say, hey, dude, you done fucked up my name. Fix it. But Eric Emanen will join us on November 14th. Still got November 21st and November uh, 28th available. So if you're an independent wrestler out there, and you don't even have to be a wrestler, if you would like to come on my podcast, if you think you've got an interesting story to tell, go to Off the Rails Radio on Facebook. Shoot me a message on there. Shoot me if you have me on your personal friends list. Shoot me a message on there as well, and I'll see if I can get you in as soon as possible. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go out to our first break tonight. Um, we're going to, it's, of course, it's going, we're going to play some music for you. I'm going to try to reach out to Michael J. Cornette, see if we can get him on the line. And if not, um, I may just take random calls. So with that being said, here is Disturbed, the vengeful one.
Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get a hold of Michael J. Cornette. Uh, I'm trying to round up a a surprise guest. Um, that way, at least we can fill some time. And I want to apologize to all my listeners out there that may have tuned in for Michael J. Cornette. Um, it's totally unexpected. Uh, I'm not I'm not heated with him because uh, sh- shit happens. Um, like last week, I had to cancel with uh, with Finch Miller due to him working late. I mean, he, he hollered at me as soon as possible and I'm trying to round up another guest. So I'm, I'm, I hate to do this, but I'm going to try to call him and see if I can get him on the line um, or call somebody, get them on the line to try to fill some time. Um, again, I apologize. This, this looks incredibly bad, but I'm going to try to get it fixed as soon as possible. So we're going to go ahead and go into our second song of the night. Here's Judas from uh, by Fozzie.
All right, we're back on the air. So, um, we're still in the same pro- pro- we're still have the same problem. Uh, I have not been able to get a hold of Michael J. Cornette. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have his phone number because, you know, with the way I do my podcast, I I rely on everybody else to um, to call in, uh, which isn't really that great for me. But that's just how I've done it. Um, so I'm going to open it up to questions. Um, give me a second here. I have somehow screwed this up. I am so sorry. I went to full screen on my computer, and I cannot figure out how to fix it. So we are still on the air. Um, just bear with me, folks. I'm trying to get back. I, I am trying to get back to the main screen, um, and I just want to apologize. Um, if I can't get anything soon, I'm probably going to cut the feed and I'm going to hop off and I'm going to hop off here and just delete this one because I, I'm, I am not at all thrilled with how tonight has went. There we are. All right. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So let's try to salvage this night. Um, call in any questions, <clears throat> anything. You know, we'll talk about anything anybody wants to talk about. The number is six four six. 716-4264 Call in uh, Check on Facebook I'm about ready to post a number um, And hopefully we'll get some call-ins I'll probably give it a couple minutes If we haven't gotten a call-in I'm probably going to wrap this up call tonight And and I, I apologize To everybody out there Sincerely on how this has went It wasn't how I planned it And again to the you know To the bottom of my heart I apologize you know, I enjoy doing this. Um, I enjoy having guests on, and sometimes shit just don't work out. And apparently, that is that is how it has went tonight. All right, I'm getting this sent over to Facebook. The number is six four six seven one six four two six four. Let's get some phone calls rolling. WWE has Hell in a Cell this coming weekend. Uh, it looks to be a very good show coming up, uh, one that I'm very interested in. Um, the main event is Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, but the tag match I'm really looking forward to is actually the tag match. Uh, the New Day and the Usos uh, going battling it in a Hell in a Cell tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. Um, and hopefully that match lives up to the hype that it's supposed to. Um, I think it's going to be amazing and we'll see. So I'm going to try again. The number is the call in number is six, four, six, seven, one, six, four, two, six, four. Uh, we're about 20 minutes in. I'm going to give it, we're about 22 minutes in. I want to get it, give it about another 40 seconds. If I if we don't have anything, then ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to call it a night, and I'm gonna I'm going to um, probably delete this episode out of the archives, and episode 28 will officially become the lost episode. Um, again, I just I want to say, you know, because you know I know some people may listen that are friends with Michael. You know, I'm not heated, um, not upset. 
I just wish I could have got a heads up, but I understand things are ha things happen. So, all right, six four six seven one six four two six four. Call in. We'll talk about anything. And all right, we've got eight eight five three three. You are on the air. Hey Tom, how's it going? Hey Andrew, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I I'll be honest, I could be better, but I'm okay. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, so man, what do you want to talk about? The line is open. We could talk about anything you'd like to talk about. Well, I was hoping it recorded, but I guess that didn't happen. Uh, it yeah, it unfortunately it didn't, man. Um, I tried my hardest to reach out to him. I even tried to reach out to a secondary guest, maybe somebody that could help me out in the top spot. They weren't available, so we're just going to roll with the punches, man. So um, I'm assuming you're watching NXT. Wait, that, no, that was Wednesday night. So uh, what you yeah. watching tonight, man? I'm just watching King of the Hill right now. King of the Hill? Are you ready for Hell in a Cell yeah. this Sunday? Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, which match are you looking forward to the most? Oh man, it's such a top, it's such a good card. I can't. I'm looking for, looking for the the tag team match, New Day and. Uh, yeah, that's what I was just talking about. I think that match is going to blow everybody away, and it's going to be really. I think it's just going to be really, really good. Yeah. And I hope the New Day retains. I'm a big New Day fan, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. who do you think is going to win the uh, WWE Championship match between uh, Nakamura and Jinder Mahal? Oh, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be a good one too. I hope uh, hope Shinsuke wins, but I got a feel that Jinder Mahal is going to retain again. <laughs> think the um, think the uh, Singh brothers is going to be just a little bit too much for Nakamura to take on. Yeah, probably like they did with Randy Orton and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Kevin Owens... Who do you think is going to win between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon? Uh, that's a toss-up on that one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think something might happen in between that match. I'm not sure, but I, I, I got Shane on that one because what Kevin did to Fist mm -hmm. McMahon, McMahon was way off. Yeah. Okay. I used to like him uh, and those, but when he did that defense, that was just too much for you. Yeah, <laughs> I understand, man. Well, Andrew, I I do want to say thank you for calling in, um, and we uh, we hope to. Okay, we all right. So we actually got some great news. My my, uh, keep listening in, because um, Michael okay. J Cornette is on the line. So just keep listening uh -oh. in, and when we take calls later, um, when we have some calls later, man, you can call back in. Okay, buddy? All right. All right. Thank you, Andrew. No, you're welcome. I right, see. You. All mm -hmm. right. Are you there, Michael? Unmasked superstar. <laughs> How are we doing, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, man, it's a beautiful night, ain't it? Yes, it is. We got uh, we got shoot jobs keeping us long, but that's man, that's beside the point. How are you doing? 
I'm doing better now. I was kind of getting worried there for a little bit. I was like, I was te- you know telling all my listeners, I was like, I am so sorry. Uh, I was like, you know, I was like, I, you know, this, unfortunately, it's kind of like live TV. You know, it happens. So, <laughs> so, so, so you apologized to both of them. Did you do it in person or was it? Oh uh, well. Oh no, didn't apologize to both of them, <laughs> but I, I've got a little bit more than that. Oh um, shucks, man. And I. This little deal here that I when I started it, I started it. Um, you know Angel, don't you, Greg Harris? Yeah, 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 yeah. He actually told me that I should start something like this, and I did it, and I did it for a while, and it went good. And then I, I got hired at Rena Center, and like you said, shoot job got in the way, so I kind of let it go. And right now, it's I recently decided to do it because. Part of me wanted to get back in the ring, but my body was like, you might not want to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. You're sounding like yeah. Bobby Blade right now. Right. Well, I, ever since I tore up my knee a couple years ago, it's just, it's not been very good since. So. Oh, yeah, no, no, I understand completely. Yeah. Uh, so, I... so, all right, man. So we're going to go ahead and get this started the way I normally get most interviews started. Um Okay. All right, man. So, when was the first time you discovered professional wrestling? Oh, dude, I was probably not even three or four years old. One of my earliest memories that I can remember was my parents' channel surfing um, on a TV we had in our living room and coming across what had to be like a main event or something like it was prime time. And I remember Jake the Snake Roberts carrying the burlap sack over his shoulder. And my dad stopped and said, you know what's in that sack, boy? I was like, what? He, he, so we watched for a little bit, and then there came the snake. And then I was like, oh, my God. I would watch, you know, anytime I could find, like, the uh, – uh, I grew up in a house without cable until I was in the sixth grade. We had satellite. We lived out in the country. So um, I, whenever I could catch on, like, their syndicated shows, whenever I remember to look for them, I'd find it, and I'd be like, this is awesome. Um, I'd go to the local video store and I'd get all kinds of just, I'd run them out. Right. My, my mom hated it. Cause I'd get like 20 WWF pay-per-views or WCW pay-per-views and I would just watch them. Right. And yeah, no, I remember, loved it. Fell in love at a young age. Yeah. I fell in love with it. As well. I'd, I guess I'd been watching it since I was like two, but I really remember watching yeah. it when I was four. I remember watching the big angle where Hogan lost the belt and all that. Oh, the twin referees and yeah, yeah. I remember going to my dad and going, "No, Dad, he just lost the Intercontinental title. He's still the heavyweight champion." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, oh man, because I know my grandfather who who the one who had just recently passed away. He had WrestleMania yeah. two. It aired on Showtime. Oh and wow! I swear, I watched that. Every weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, I I can I can when I now when I remember just that it goes you know like for most of us that have been in the wrestling industry and we just go nuts with it. Um, I can actually remember the raw the specific raw because like I think everybody was their granddads that really got them into it. So my my uh, step grandfather was Norwegian, and his favorite thing was professional wrestling. So. Summers, I'd go up, spend some time with my grandmother and him, and he would watch WCW and Raw, and it was he would watch Nitro and Raw, and 
I can remember it was the Raw where uh, Yoko, where uh, Vader broke Yokozuna's leg. Oh wow! And and they had to uh, they had to, like it was um, they had to take the ropes off and get a forklift to take Yoko out of the ring to uh, to to get him back to an ambulance. And oh man, I was hooked from there on. I was like, oh god, this is this is awesome, you know and Biting into the storylines, watching it every week. I wrote my best friend a letter from uh, their house in Michigan, and I beat it home before he received it. But that's what the letter was about because that's what we always talked about with wrestling. Like, did you see Vader? Did you see – he broke Yokozuna's leg. That's nuts. But there's also, like, the Ultimate Warrior on there, and he was a favorite growing up. And, you know, it's just – I could, that was the raw that, that really yeah. jump-started me into – Every Monday night, flipping back and forth, Monday Night Wars kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember I remember watching it on the Superstars and Wrestling Challenge, and I always hated yeah. that. My dad would love to watch them, but I hated them because even back uh-huh. then I was smart enough to know that Hulk Hogan wasn't on those shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, they, which day WWE was smart? They made you pay to see Hogan with pay per view. And but you know you really only got to see him four times a year because it was back right. before the oversaturation of pay per views. And right. And so, how did the opportunity arise for you to get into the business? All right. So um, I was uh, I went to school. Well, I went to school with uh, Larry D. We actually had uh, sophomore English together. Um, so that was, that was right when he started breaking into like the MWA and stuff like that. So I'd heard about that, but then uh, a couple of years later, I was friends with, uh, Kyle Fields, Kyle Kincaid, short bus from the Z-Rock morning show, um, who hosts the obtuse angles podcast. OB pays me five bucks for, uh, name dropping that. Sorry to plug somebody else's stuff, but, uh, uh, I was friends with him. He, and he, uh, trained with, uh, Jeff Vickers, trained with Jeff Rowe down at the MWA. Uh, with the Kentucky stud at the same time. So um, talking to them, and it's just kind of one of those things where it just kind of happened. I kind of fell into it. I trained a little bit with uh, Jeff Rowe, trained a little bit with uh, Jimmy Clough, trained a little bit with Larry D, like like two or three sessions, and then I chickened out of that. But um, had trained, knew enough to not hurt myself and not kill an opponent, and uh, there was a – I got a call one uh, like it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday, and it was the it was the by God Kentucky Soviet stud, and he said, <laughs> "Now Mike, do, do you and because me and Kyle had talked about working a gimmick, and we were going to call it the Good Night Express, and uh, we had like you know just fantasy booking, like oh yeah, no, I'll be um, I'll be Matt Kincaid, and you can be Kyle Kincaid, and we'll be the Good Night Express, and it was it was over. We had all kinds of things planned out." Our, uh, our double team finish was going to be called the Eiffel Tower. Like, it was amazing. Um, he goes, well, why, why don't y'all ride up there with us? And uh, why don't you all work that gimmick? And uh, me and you can work me and Clough. I think you can get through a match. You think you can get through a match? And this was uh, in Madison, Indiana, um, for Draven. And I was like, I guess, stud, I guess I could probably get through a match fine enough. I mean, so um, – it was set. It was. I got booked. Um, and on the way up, Jeff Vickers got word of this, and he said, "All right, I'm I'm going to ride along just to see how this goes." Well, 
uh, we uh, the so it's it's uh, my 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 initiation into the business into the official show started off with met up with everybody so Jimmy Clough Kentucky Stud Kyle Jeff uh, his uh, beautiful amazing wife Michelle who's an amazing person uh, we met up yeah. at the Golden Corral in Georgetown Kentucky and I bought everybody's lunch. Hey, it's what Greenhorns do, right? I bought everybody's right. lunch, okay? Well, so, it, well, it's depending on which veteran you talk to, because I've I've been around some veterans where the veteran believes they should pay for for everything, and I've been around sure. veterans where they believe the Greenhorns should pay everything. Me, I'm just like, right, whoever right, right. check, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm more than willing to pay my share, and or mm-hmm. I never, brother, you've seen me. I don't turn down free food. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, hey, you've seen me too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so we we eat lunch. We uh, we hit the road. Um, we're going to Madison, Indiana. We get uh, go up I seventy five. We get to I seventy one. We cut across to go up that way, and right about the Sparta exit, I'm separate. I'm following Jeff Jeffro and like their car load, and I lose them. I can't find them anywhere. So what do I do? I speed up. Um, to hope to find them. Well, as I do, I apparently blow by them. Uh, I'm doing 80, and apparently it's a 65 on I-71. So right past Sparta, I get pulled over by a cop. First time I've ever been pulled over, um, anything like that. So it's nerve-wracking. Cop takes my license, takes my proof of insurance registration. He goes back to his car, and first thing the cop asks, of course, you boys got any drugs or weapons or anything cocaine any illicit thing i'm going no sir it's like like no sir not at all so as he goes back to the uh, car to run my stuff uh kyle leans up and goes good thing i shouldn't tell him i got that joint in my gear bag in the back huh and i'm freaking out at this point what the fuck are you doing sorry is pg or is pg or rated r i just realized it's rated it's rated r it's you're good buddy oh okay okay good good good, good. uh what what the, what are you doing he's He's like, oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, golly, don't give me a heart attack. So I get a, I get a speeding ticket. We're back on the road. Jeff Rose laughing. They pass, honk, and wave at us. As I'm sitting there getting a speeding ticket. And so we take off. Kyle goes, you know, man, there really is weed in my bag. I'm like, shit. So we get to the, we get to the uh, beautiful Madison, Indiana building. I think it was like a garage attached to like an apartment complex. Um like, all right, well, let's work out. Let's make sure you can bump. So I get in there. I'm bumping fine. I'm feeding fine. I'm doing every, doing everything like I should. Like I said, enough not to hurt myself, enough not to hurt somebody else. Well, uh, start running the ropes, running the ropes, running the ropes. Stud jumps in. We do crisscrossing, crisscrossing, crisscrossing. Uh, Jeff Vickers jumps in, hip toss. Boom, most beautiful hip toss I've ever taken in my entire career. Every other one looked like this one was beautiful. I hit, bump, look up, say, all right, I'm going to go puke. And... <laughs> If if you've ever been to Madison, Indiana, there is no bathroom at the building. You have to go out, walk three buildings down to a laundromat, and go in there. So I calmly gather, you know, mouth shut, half half full, half full of uh, uh, undigested Golden Corral goodness. Uh, walk down, <laughs> spill my guts out in, in the bathroom, and when I walk back, there's Jeff Vickers. And Jimmy Clough standing at the door. They said, "Mikey, maybe it's not a good idea for you to wrestle tonight, after all. Maybe. What about you should you should manage?" And like I said, "Oh, thank God." I was like, "Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds good. That sounds good." 
So uh, we get in there, and they're like, well, are you still going to be Mike Cornett, or who are you going to – are you still going to be Matt Kincaid, or what name do you want to go by? Well, as a rib, uh, I told talked to Larry about um, – wanting to maybe you know get into the business or manage or something just get get my foot in the door and uh on uh aim i'll never forget he goes man you look like jim Cornette. you should be jim Cornette jr i was like okay but even me at that young at that young greenhorn of an age realized yeah that's a rip that's a that's probably a bad idea to be to call myself jim Cornette jr so i i said well what about what about mike Cornette?" And everybody's like okay that's fine so it goes through we have the match everything's Everything's good. Um, I take a uh, lariat from Jimmy Clough, and golly, anybody who's taken one of those knows how bad that is. Oh, I've um, been there, done that. <laughs> you know, and what the problem is, it's not the initial arm that hits you. It's that flap of skin that comes by and smacks you in the face afterwards. That's oh, what, see, I, that's what – Sorry. No, that's no, I'm going to say that's what gets you. Yeah, because I've taken a few clotheslines from Clough, and I learned that you just you just you just, you go into your bump right when he gets about a foot from you, and oh yeah, bump early. <laughs> yep. But no, so that that was that was that was my first four way into professional wrestling. It was you know the kind of what turned into just a bunch of a bunch of bad just turned into one really good because because the match yeah. was match was perfect to me, man. And then uh, Mike Cornette was born from there. Yeah, so the first time I recall hearing about you, and I think it was before you did, I don't, I can't remember if you did any shots for Cujo, Cujo before Larry got Georgetown. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I remember you being there because the rib was don't tell Chadwick that Cornette's get, getting a spot in Georgetown, and I think it was more of a it was a rib on Chadwick, but it got heat on you. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, <laughs> Because people were, I, I remember hearing people just giving grief. Oh, it's just a Jim Cornette gimmick. It's not an original gimmick. And I'd be like, yeah. well, if man, because if, I would stick up for you, because I was like, because I knew where you come from as far as yeah, hello, Matt Superstar. Because <laughs> you know yeah. my gimmick, yeah, 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 yeah. Superstar was like it was supposed to be like three months just to give me some experience, and the yeah. motherfucker hung out hung out for like six years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And, no, I never started off to be a uh, a Cornet ripoff. That wasn't my goal. My I was going to use yeah. the last name Cornet as a as a nod to Jim Cornet, but not I didn't want to be like I didn't want to be Jim Cornet Jr., but um I stayed in Madison and uh Biff uh Wellington the 3rd actually fell in love with me the minute he saw me and said you're on any of my shows. So I went I kept going up with Clough and he's the one that actually gave me the middle initial J and the tennis right. racket. So, yeah, um, I think I ran yeah, with I, it. I watched you in Georgetown, and I, was, and I told Cujo, I was like, I was like, is he sticking around? He's like, he might be. I was like, well, if he is, and turn me heel and put him with me because I think we can do some yeah. good stuff together. And yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah. at the time I was a baby face, and um, which I, I I didn't last much longer than that because I just got, I got burnt out on the business and. Um, and I was like, give the guy a chance. If his talent, if his talent is good, who cares what his freaking name is? And right. And because that's that was how I applied it to myself as the mass superstar. Of course, towards the end of my sure. run as a superstar, I started to hate it. You know, I had never watched a match of Bill Eadie's as a superstar, and I and I did that on purpose because I didn't want yeah. to be a copy of him. Right. And uh, so. 
let's run through some of the names of people that you've managed under the Michael J. Cornette name. Sure, go for it. I mean, no, I'm, I'm going to let you name them. Oh, oh, I know some, oh, you want but me there to might name be some I don't okay. know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what, it, it started off with uh, really just Clough. I was Clough's wheelman for about a year and a half or so, and, and that's fine. Um, started off with him up in uh, up in uh, up at Draven's. Uh, uh, one surprising one, I was probably maybe a year into the business. Um, went to work for Terry England for a couple shows. Um, I managed Clough there, but I managed Cowboy James Storm there at one of his Caverna Super shows. Uh, and the story behind that was simple. I was standing there. Um, Terry Terry had liked me when he when he sent me out, saw me out there with Clough, so he had me go out a couple other times. And I was just standing in the back, and uh, Storm was going over the finish to his match uh, with I think he was wearing, uh, wrestling um, uh, Boogie Junior. Gary Valiant, and he finished was going to be like a, a chain wrapped around his boot or something like that. And he was trying to figure out where he was going to tuck it. Well, he he he's like I don't really want to put it in my tights. He just looks over at me and goes, Hey. You got some pretty good heat. You want to come out with me? Can you throw me a chain? Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, Let me check my said, schedule here. Um, um, yeah, 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 I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm think I'm good. And he said, "You know what Iggy means?" I said, "Yes, sir." I said, "I." He said, "Well, listen for it and go for it." And so, yeah, uh, that was that was a one-off. That was kind of fun. Um, let's see, who all did we go from the, from there? Um, it's kind of a uh, let's see. From there, I think I started with uh, when Larry was running SWA. Um, so I was with uh, Max. So that that got to be some of the most fun I, I had uh, was was managing Max Sled and like Cynthiana and Blinsboro. I was with Larry. I learned a lot just being at ringside for you know the his classics that he'd always have with. Uh, uh, Scott Hayes and everything like that. Um, let's see, some one-offs. There was Dynamite Chris Riggs. Uh, Max Sled ran him out of the business. Uh, like, like as a shoot, or uh, showed him. So we, he was working Max in Cincinnati, and he was being the heel. And uh, guy's a good guy, nice guy, but just wasn't the best. And. Uh, Max was a baby face, and during the heat, he'd leave Max alone. So Max just jumped up and, you know, uh, just came back on him. And I remember at one point hearing, this is how you heal, and just beating the kid, he backed into the ropes. And I instinctively just grabbed his foot and tripped Max. And Max afterwards was like, thank you. I was about to kill that boy. But after, uh, when, when they got to the back, Max said, hey, listen, man, no harm, no foul. We got some stuff to work on, but you know, brought, you know, built him up. Said, "Hey, here's all the good stuff that we did." And, you know, that was the last time I saw Dynamite Chris Riggs. Um, uh, I don't know what happened to him, but yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, from and then from there, I made the jump to um, to the MWA, um, and that's where I that's where I considered home for a good four or five years, and that's where. Uh, at the pair of shows, I'd manage Larry, but what really kind of brought me, I think, prominence the most was uh, Picture Perfect Jordan Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were switching, he was swapping. 
Go ahead. Talk. That's somebody. That's somebody um, that I don't see around as much anymore. I don't know if he just ain't working or if he just ain't. You know, a lot of people aren't sharing him on my Facebook timeline. But man, that was somebody yeah. you would hear from. You would see on a poster just as much as Larry, and now it's like you. Yeah. I may see him on a poster every now and then. Uh, I so I think he got hurt, hurt his foot for a little while. Um, but I think he's back. Like he's doing a lot. I, he goes, uh, I think Tennessee a lot. Um, more headshots. Yeah, I see him on quite a few, uh, quite a few posters. I think he's back 100% healed, and I think he's making his return. So, yeah, he was. Golly, man, that was. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this term a lot when I talk about guys that I manage because I criminally underrated man. There's no reason why he shouldn't have been, you know, bigger than what, you know. And when I say bigger, I mean uh, Ring of Honor, you know, these uh, all these other, you know, these bigger indie groups. There's no reason why he shouldn't have been there. That guy had it. Um, let's see, man. It, and then yeah, spent the most time with him. Um, we then went, had a couple of shots with Jack Black. I'd replace, uh, Mark Morris whenever he couldn't be there. And I managed Jack Black. That was fun. Um, then I got hurt. Um, it was, I can't remember what show it was, but it was a, uh, big blow off match between Jordan and Jay Donaldson. They did a steel cage match. And, uh, the big, one of the big finishes was, Jay came off the top of the cage onto me, and when I when I bumped, I bumped just awkwardly enough that Jay's body weight hit my left shoulder, and I felt a million little suction cups all around my shoulder, and I completely dislocated it. Um, this has been probably about seven, eight years ago, but um, eight hours to get it back into place, and I got paid the best compliment that I never heard because I was knocked out on the stuff that. Uh, stuff that killed Michael Jackson. They had to give me that much medicine. But uh, as the nurse is trying to pop my shoulder back into place, she goes, I hate these athlete types. Oh, they fight you even when they're knocked out on, 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 the, uh, on the goofy gas. And my uh, wife, girlfriend at the time, told me that. And I was like, I've never been called an athlete before in my life. This is awesome. <laughs> now, is that the picture? I remember Blade posting it on Facebook. Where you're in a gurney, and you're giving yeah. the you know the the thumbs up, and you you could just see you are in an incredible amount of pain. Yes, we we well, I was not in pain at that point. When they came to the hospital, we were singing "New Kids on the Block." We were singing "Hanging Tough." <laughs> so as I'm as I'm in and out of consciousness, I'm just whoa, <laughs> tough enough. And yeah, so that's. That was that picture. Yeah, that was the picture of us. Um, it, it's him, me, and Max, and I'm yeah, I'm dead to the world with a fist clenched in the air, and they're standing there, and oh my god, golly, yes, that was that night. Um, so I had to take some time off. I took a little bit of time off to let the shoulder heal because uh, my uh, doctor said, hey, uh, even with what you're doing, I showed him like video of what I was doing running around the ringside. He goes. He goes, even with you jumping up and down on the ring apron like what you're doing and doing all that, uh, there's a very good chance that your, el- or your elbow, your shoulder will pop back out of place at any time. And at, th- at that point, you'll need surgery. So I took it easy. I listened to the doctor. I took uh, a few months off. And then I came back and was with Jordan again. 
Um, then we uh, went with uh, PTW when they were doing Midway. That's and then started doing a lot with PTW Midway. Um, came back, took some time off when Larry uh, wrapped up shop at the Thoroughbred Theater, um, and then started kept on talking to Max. Max is like my best friend in the world. Um, guy was in my wedding. He was in the hospital the night my first son was born. Um, was there the day after my daughter was born. I mean, this guy. I mean, you know, we throw the term brother around so much in wrestling. Uh, but uh-huh. this guy really is like he's he's transcended to that next level. Um, good guy, hell of a hell of a worker too. Um, but I was getting the itch. I was talking to him. And he was telling me about what PTW was doing, and he was running a feud with um, ATM over the Jim Chadwick Memorial Trophy or something like that. Well, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe maybe I'd like to. Maybe it's time for old Mike Cornett to come back and. Uh, Talked to Larry, and Larry was all for it. So uh, I made my return. Um, I got paired with the Fiji Wild Man for a little bit, and uh, that kind of fizzled. That fizzled out pretty quickly. But um, we got, I got put, I got with uh, uh, ATM, and I mean that was the real reason why I came back to wrestling. And I've told him this. And I'll tell. I'll, I came back to be with him um, because that kid from was just blown up huge. Like I was there when he first, the first night he, he debuted um, as, I mean, he was ATM, but he was, I mean, it was at the MWA. He was Mark Morris's son. I was on commentary and I got to watch him beat Chris Hayes and then him and Jack Black beat Max and Bobby Blade for the MWA attacking title. So I got to watch him beat uh, two MWA Hall of Famers in one night and I just from there I knew the kid I knew he had it I knew I knew there was something good about the guy um, he 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 got it um, so when that opportunity arose and I watched him kind of grow um, he paired up with uh, with Jordan Cage and just um, started blowing up huge well I hitched my wagon onto that ride pretty quick um, enjoyed ATM ran with that um, that led into uh, bringing Brandon Taggart into the fold. Um, who is I, I? Brandon Taggart is criminally underrated, man. He is the best big man um, we've got in this area. The kid can cut a promo. He can work like nobody's business. He's agile. I've seen him do um, beautiful um, cartwheels and everything. He and he gets it. He knows how to work. So I was happy to bring him in. And then that led into. Uh, um, sorry, I'm I'm retired now, so I don't get to do this very often. Uh, I hope they're listening, hoping he's listening, but uh, that led uh, to bringing one last man into the fold, and that was Cardinal. Um, again, I, man, I'm a whore for talent. I saw him. I watched him worse. So I was telling Max, like, put me with him. Uh, like, I'm, yeah, that's, that's who I want to be with. So he got brought into the fold, and then, that's that's about it, man. Barring a few one-offs yeah. here and there. Um, yeah, that, it's that like was my, talking, uh, you was talking about Brandon Taggart. I remember him when he first broke in because yeah. him, Alex Angel, and a kid named Devin Daniels, um, yeah, was coming to Georgetown every week, and Cujo was using them. And uh-huh. I thought Alex was is an what no, still is an amazing talent. Um, oh, absolutely. And then, and then Brandon. Because I was starting, to, as a babyface, I was starting to run out of opponents. I'd done work with everybody. 
and uh-huh. um, he came in, and I had an idea. To and I, I watched him train, and I watched him bump, and I watched him move, and I told Kujo, I was like, I want to work with him. And I was like, give me a couple, give me a week, and I will figure out some kind of angle we can do. And I thought about yeah. having him. I told Kujo, I was like, we need, we need to put the mass superstar hood on him and kind of do the whole cane thing, but it wouldn't last sure. as long. And he would eventually unmask and, oh, my God, and which that never happened. But, man, that was one guy that I wished I could have worked with. Oh, so yeah. I thought, and when, when he started, he was that uh, he was that frat boy gimmick, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Then he then it melded it melded into uh, the Tiger twenty twenty four where he'd come out with the American flag and scream America and yeah I hated that too I just uh, it's a crutch you know you, you a crutch to get it's a cheap that's a cheap babyface pop you know and what that man has been able to do um, in the last two years. Oh my God, he has become literally. There is no reason why he is not again the same thing like Jordan Cage. Um, I'll say the same thing about ATM. There's no reason why those guys aren't like you don't see them on cards everywhere. There's no reason. Brandon Taggart's amazing. Austin Tyler Morris is amazing. Um, yeah, Ricky Cardinal, I'm, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ricky Cardinal. I've been watching some of the stuff that Larry posts. Uh, I watched yeah. some of the matches between Taggart and Max Sled, and I was like, oh, my God, those are awesome. When you can get me watching it, and I'm yeah. not sitting there going kind of like I do at WWE, of like, all right, so how much is left? Is it almost over? Yeah. And to, so I can move on to the next thing, I would just get into the story. And as a worker, it's hard to get mm-hmm. that sometimes because yeah. it's what I tell people when they want to get into the business, you know, Getting into the business is the greatest thing in the world, but it's going to run wrestling for you when you want to watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no, and, I agree 100%. Because that's you get cynical to it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, you I get can see cynical it coming to from it all. all the way. And, oh, I can yeah. tell you what he's about to do here. Because my, my, well, now my ex-girlfriend, uh, she would watch it with me sometimes, and I would be sitting there calling spots before they happen just because I can see how it's going to go. And Right. So, hands down, now, you just went through a big angle that led to you leaving PTW. For anybody out there that's listening that doesn't know what happened, what happened with that angle? Okay, so this was, it was a, so ever since I came back, so when I left, when I took time off, um, really the person who stepped up was Daryl um, and he became kind of the it manager in this area. Um, the Cornets Army uh, became King Hustle's court. He became King Hustle. Um, so while I was gone, you didn't have Mike Cornette. You had King Hustle. So when I came back, um, ever since then, it's always been a slow burn between me and him because he's um, he's the he's one of the owners of PTW. Um, so. Uh, the angle was all based around the fact that um, he wasn't showing the guys like um, when I made my last big return for the for the last full on run. Um, ATM was elite champion and Taggart was uh, going against Max as a um, for the world title. So it was just the fact that Daryl Kelly wasn't showing them respect. He was always stacking the deck against them. So I made my return to watch their back. 
Um, so from we've always had friction from there. So like we did huge, huge, huge things. Um, it came through um, where but people always wanted to see me get my come up and see me get mine. So we ended up, uh, let's see, we did at the first, really the first time we had real actual physical interaction was at the, the, the Annie Kelly Memorial show. The first one, um, shortly after Miss Kelly had passed, um, he, I had came in, it was, it was, um, Taggart ATM and Donnie green, against uh, uh, One Night Only King Hustle's court. It was uh, Stan Sierra, uh, Chris Majors, and Larry D. Well, finish comes. I slide in. I'm bl- I blast Larry with my tennis racket, and Larry's a behemoth, and he no-sells it and turns around. And I, At this point, what else can I do? I raise the racket above my head. I'm about to kill. I'm going to give the death shot over the head. Uh, Daryl has slid in behind me. He grabs the racket from me. Um, I spin around, racket shot, I turn around, there's Chris Majors and gives me his uh, his side effect gimmick. Um, and I took a bad bump and got a concussion. No fault of Chris Majors at all, it's all me. Uh, but that's a, uh, next to my dislocated shoulder, that was the only injury I ever suffered in wrestling. Um, and concussions aren't fun. No, they are not. Um, I woke up uh, driving my car and I was... Uh, 10 miles from where I should have been in a place I did not recognize. So I was like, oh, this isn't good. Um, right. But no. So from there, it just built up. It built up. Um, Cornetus Army ran roughshod. I always got the best of Daryl Kelly. I I was proving that Michael J. Cornett was way better than King Hustle ever could dream of. I was exactly what I said I was, the greatest wrestling manager alive or dead. Um, again, sorry. Um, I don't get to do these things anymore, so still get the chance. Um, but no, um, built up, built up. Uh, it came into, um, we did a war games match, um, Cornet's Army versus Team PTW, um, where the captains were myself and Daryl Kelly. Um, it was at a PTW DVD taping, um, and by the way, if you can get your hands on any of those PTW DVDs, either by contacting Larry D, Daryl Kelly, um, Max Sled, or going to one of their shows, dude, they are the best ten dollars you'll spend. You'll get to see all kinds of superstars. I'm on a bunch of them, but sidebar that, buy their DVDs. They're pretty awesome. But we did War Games. Well, um, for the first time in War Games history, the baby faces had the advantage. The good guys had the advantage. They won the coin flip earlier in the night. So it comes time. It's Daryl Kelly and me are the last two people to come in. Uh, Daryl make it's Daryl's time to come in. Uh, I jumped the gun and I, oh God, I wore him out with the tennis racket. I wore him. I lost count at ten at ten hits. Um, he starts to get up. I ram his head in the cage, and then with his head still there in the cage, I take the racket and I just bash the back of his head in. So he's sandwiched between the cage and the racket. He's done um so from there kind of do a little bit more stuff build 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 until finally it's time for the um annie kelly memorial show the first annual well i guess the second memorial show um and what better way um so i challenged him uh, he wanted to fight me 
he was he was ready to get his hands on me and i i just told him i wasn't down this was a couple weeks before i wasn't i wasn't there to fight i'm a manager um so he said no at the anna kelly show we were going to fight and i i had it i was done you know what i was ready to put the final nail in the coffin um and i told him that i you know i am just to show how great of a manager i am um i will not lower myself down to his level for a street fight i will not lower myself down to his level for a, for a uh, wrestling match where he can openly cheat and cheat me out of victory. Um, I was going to bring him to my level. We were going to tangle in the sweet science. We were going to box. Um, little did I know he would still cheat in the boxing match. But um, And then that led to what I feel like is my best work in the, in, the, in the business. There was a series of Facebook video promos between the two of us. And I feel like those that group of three or four just quick little promos were probably some of the best work I've done, um, and it, they were awesome. I loved it. He and he and he came right at me. Um, he came right back at with me um, with with some videos. And uh, the last thing he posted was uh, was King Hustle was ready for me. Um, so it was on. So we go to the show. Um, I completely, I kick his ass for the first two rounds. Uh, I'm started the third round. I've got him in the corner. I'm beating the dog crap out of him. Uh, the referee is trying to, trying to say he's going to end it. He's going to end it. Why? Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not Mayweather. I don't win by TKOs. I win by knockouts. <laughs> so I'm, I push, I push the referee away and I tell him that he's not going to stop it. I'm going to knock this son of a bitch out. And when I turn around, um, magically, Daryl Kelly's boxing glove is no longer on his hand, and I get met with a um, closed fist straight to the face, and I'm knocked loopy. I mean, this is not why well, I didn't sign up for a fist fight. I signed up for a boxing match, um, and he knocked me out. I was down. Um, I didn't even get a standing uh, standing ten count like he got when I knocked his ass down twice in the second round. No. The referee, who he had handpicked, just said, okay, nope, he's done. Ring the bell. And from there, yep, nope. Uh, Mike Cornette was done, gone from PTW forever, and maybe even wrestling forever. Oh, Lord. Well, yeah, because that was an angle that I, I kept up with it on Facebook because it was interesting. Yeah. And if it's interesting, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely pay attention to it. And Yeah, thank you. When it, hap- when it happened, it was – I enjoyed all the promos. Uh, I wanted to make it there that night for the show, but um, I, at the time I was, it was the beginning of my grandfather's issues that led to his passing. Sure. So I oh, no, there, that. Oh, but, there's more important things than wrestling, man, you know? Oh, oh at I, the end oh, of the I day. Agree 100%, I agree 100%. But I wanted to make it there just because I hadn't been to it. I hadn't been to a local show since I left the the business the second yeah. time in 2015. And, uh, yeah. But it was very good. I mean, I enjoyed everything I got to see. Um, the date was that was that a taping, or was that just a show? Yes. So it is. It, it was an official DVD taping, but it is taped for DVD to be released. It's going to be a special release because it was uh, the Annie Kelly show. We were supporting um, Annie Kelly. Was a hell of a fighter. Uh, she. I don't know if you know the backstory or your listeners know the backstory, I, but it's I Daryl Kelly. Daryl Kelly's wife, um, Chris Major's mom. Um, fought, fought cancer uh, tooth and nail, beat it. I don't even know how many times she beat it until finally 
um, a year ago, um, at the beginning of September, she succumbed to her battle. Um, but she was a hell of a woman. I don't. She beat she beat cancer more times than I beat Daryl Kelly, and that's saying something. Um, but no, it was to celebrate her. Celebrate her as a fighter, and you know that's one thing PTW does that I love is that they they celebrate and they do the memorial shows. They do benefit shows. Um, they're actually uh, doing a uh, benefit show this Sunday. Um, it's the Body Art Bash. It's a it's a Toys for Tots uh, toy drive. They're actually doing that this Sunday in Georgetown. Check it out, ladies. Shared some posters. We'll do. And actually, next next uh, Tuesday, Larry D's going to be on Off the Rails Radio. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, that now that's a man who can tell a story. Yes, it's been a it's been a long time since me and Larry D has talked. A long yeah. time. So yeah, because I love that Larry D with, guy, man. I always have. Of course, there was some heat once upon a time due to the whole Cujo felony bullshit, but and I let myself get sucked into that. But that's. That yeah. was when I came back in 2015, even though it was for a couple months, I made it a point to try to squash as much heat as possible with anybody that I may yeah. have had heat with. And he was one of them. Yeah. Because I always liked Larry. Yeah. And, yeah. and I still do. Because I had heat with him. I had heat with Jack Black, which the Jack Black heat was my own doing, um, which yeah. I was able to fix that. And that was my goal. I was coming back into the business and I wasn't going to be – you know, I wasn't interested in the fucking the, the, the petty bullshit heat anymore. Oh yeah, life's too short to have heat, and it's it's fucking wrestling, man. I mean, I'm gonna. Uh, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. We we as we as we as performers take ourselves and take this shit that we do too serious. We get out yeah. there, we play fight, uh, we we we're storyline based, and we take we take shit too seriously. I'm guilty of it. Um. And it's just it's just dumb, you know. There's no point to it. There's no point to heat. There's no point to any of it. None of us are making millions of dollars, no. you know. If if you're lucky, you're getting some bills paid every month, you know. I, I I was always just happy getting enough money for just to cover my gas and maybe some Taco Bell after the show. Right. Um, or if you're in Georgetown, I I don't know where you would eat, but I would always eat at the Steak and Shake because it was about the only place open. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I would head towards – so I live in Frankfurt now, so I would head the other way. So, yeah, Taco Bell, hit the drive-thru, uh, get a Baja Blast. Shoot, those uh, are good. Nectar, ne- nectar of the gods right there, Baja Blast. Right. All right. So what we're going to do now, um, we are going to take some phone calls. Anybody that you know may have some questions for, for Mr. Cornette or sure. – I'm pretty sure Andrew Browning, Andrew Browning is oh, definitely going to call back in. Oh, oh, don't don't take his call. <laughs> he, I will give that man credit. He is a loyal listener to Off the Rails Radio, and anytime oh, I have a no, I, so, on, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I, let me retract that statement. Andrew Browning is what's right with wrestling fans. Yes. Okay, that guy, mm-hmm. uh, he supports he supports as many shows as he can. He does his Facebook Live videos where he's putting over shows. We're going over cards. I mean, he comes. He's there religiously, you know. That that guy is, you know, I, I give him a hard time because, I mean, it's fun, it's easy, and he takes it and he gives it back. Um, you know, if he didn't, if, that's the problem. If, if you give a hard time to a fan outside of a show um, and they don't give it back, then I feel then I feel like a real-life heel, you know. I feel like a jerk. But, no, he's one guy that would take it and dish it back. No, he's a hell of a guy. He's a hell of a fan. Yeah. 
I mean, I have very few fans on my my personal page, but I have him on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Because no, I, learned, I, I learned a long time ago, yeah, I, don't cross the streams. But he's one yeah. – I enjoy having him on my Facebook page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll message me on Facebook Messenger all the time. Just, hey, man, what's going on? You know, just he, just he keeps up with me. Just say, hey, how's it going? Now, he, he doesn't – he'll tell you. He doesn't like me, but he respects me. <laughs> it's like I remember him and Scott Diamond, the whole Dolph Ziggler shirt. That was hilarious. But oh yeah, his like, epic and, and his epic stare off that he would have with you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like you said, if 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 I would rather have a hundred Andrew Brownings at a show than a uh-huh. thousand people that was just there to be there. Right. Oh yeah, I'd rather yes. work in. I'd rather work. Um, if now, if they paid the same, let's let's let's, let's be honest here. If they paid the same, right. I'd rather have I'd rather have a small crowd of the most rambunctious, rowdiest, near riotous crowd over being in front of a thousand people that are sitting on their hands. You know, the fans help make the show. The fans are definitely one of the big they that we're there taking them on the roller coaster rides. So they're if they're not reacting, then it just everything's just it's all for naught. You know. So what we're going to do here before we're going to we're going to three things before we call it an here. Okay. First, first we're going to do what I call word association. I haven't done this in a long time, so while you were talking, sure. I was I was grabbing names out of the air, typing them down so okay. I could you know, run by you. Then we're going to take a short break. Uh, I've got one last okay. song to play because because thanks to somebody, I had to burn through two songs to kill time. I feel like <laughs> I was in the opening match, killing time for the main event to get here. That's right. <laughs> And then, uh, you got to. Yeah. And then um, then we're going to take some phone calls, and then we're going to wrap it up. All right. So sure, let me pull up my little word pad here. Um, and we're, uh, I'm going to say a name, and I just want you to say the first thing that, come, first thing that comes to mind. Sure. All right. First name, Bobby Blade. Um, so mentor. Um, I love Bobby Blade. Um, he is literally the reason why I got into professional wrestling. Um, there was a Friday PTW show when Larry was running Georgetown back in like '04, and Bobby Blade was managing, and he was out there every single match. And there was one point where I'm, he's, we're, I'm giving him heat, he's giving it back to me, and he stops in mid-sentence, runs around the ring, does the Bobby Blade elbow off the apron for his spot, comes back around to me and picks up in the sentence where he left off. And that was when I was like, oh, my God, that guy's awesome. I need to do this. Um, he has been a friend. He has been a mentor. Um, I love that man. He is great. I'll, I'll call him and just bullshit with him. Um, he took yeah. a guy that was a greenhorn um, that didn't have any right in talking to a veteran of his stature about the stuff that, that, that we would talk about. But he would listen. He would digest. We would laugh. We would have so much fun, and I, golly, man, no, he's, I, I, again, I, sh- I have a very, very short list of, of guys who I consider personal friends outside of wrestling. Um, you know, you've got, you've got your, you've got your wrestling buddies, and then you've got your real friends. And Bobby Blade is a real friend to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, and he's one. He says he couldn't do it, but I believe if he applied himself, there's yeah. no reason why he wouldn't be, shouldn't be managing today. That's just my opinion. I. So his fear is that whenever – his fear, and he'll tell you this, is if he ever steps up to be a manager, um, everybody talks him into trying to wrestle. 
and um, I was there. Um, I was handcuffed to Max Sled uh, when he wrestled Taggart at PTW last year, and that match was amazing. And I can understand him letting that be the end of his in-ring career. But um, in, I mean, he as a manager, yeah, no, he is the. I, I gave myself the moniker, but he really is the greatest manager in Kentucky. Um, in our yes. area, in our in you know, I I stand by that a million. I think I'm no, I I hate to toot my own horn, but I'd put myself. Um, I, I think I'm in the I'm in the discussion of top five. If not, maybe I'd put myself at second below him. Um, just but no, he's number one. Yes, definitely. All right, the next name, legendary Larry D. Um, friend again. That's another guy. Um. I so started off sophomore English. It was Mrs. Joyner's class. Um, it was him, and it was like all those, uh, uh, it's like him, Cochran. I knew Cochran from high school. Um, Roach knew all those guys. Knew Ison, um, uh, Kid Homicide. Um, Larry D was awesome. I consider him a, a personal friend. He is the um, now literally the best worker in Kentucky, in our generation. Um, he is, I, 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 he is, he is the draw of Kentucky. You know, we, you know, you have people who are like, they'll put stars on the, on the, on the flyer, you know, former WWE guy and to draw the fans in Larry D is the person you put on your flyer to draw the fans in. Um, cause they know they're going to get a hell of a match. That guy, no matter what style he works, um, he is a hell of a guy. He's a hell of a wrestler, one of the best wrestlers. I'm so happy that he's getting this break with IWA Mid-South. Um, former IWA Heavyweight Champion. I mean, that's a title that was held by guys like CM Punk, um, you know, um, so many different guys. I'm so happy that he's getting the break up there because he deserves it. He's going up to Rockstar Pro. Um, he's going – I mean, he's blowing up all over the country. He just had – he just was in the TPI, um, the Ted Petty Invitational, and apparently – I haven't personally seen it, but – from everything that I've heard, has had a hell of a match uh, with Jonathan Gresham. Like what many people are saying, or, or a breakout matchmaking match. Nice, yeah, Lady. He's one of those. I've only got to work with him twice, and yeah. I wish for both times I would have my head on straight. Um, my first time yeah. I worked with him was, was the the debut show that Cujo had in Georgetown, and I was going through yeah. the death of my mother. That was most of the time I like to be very involved with my match as far as spots. And yeah. That time I just told guys, like, you come up with it and just tell me what you want me to do. And we got through it. And then the first, the second time, which was getting back to Georgetown, and uh, mm-hmm. I was going through some personal, a lot of personal things. And that was kind of like my last, it was kind of my last match in Georgetown where he yeah. broke my arm. And I worked Felony yeah. Fox so good that she thought he really broke my arm. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I got That's the tears awesome. working everything. And um and I got back in the back. She said, Oh my God, you're hurt and I was like, No, I'm I'm fine. I'm good and he he didn't good. hurt me. He took care of yeah. me. <laughs> Cause it was all that yeah. previous heat and bullshit and I was like, No, no, yeah. it's good, you know. <laughs> all right, so the next name is Playboy Scott Hayes. Playboy. Awesome I mean God, the guy, the stuff that guy could do. He moved like he was a cruiserweight. He moved like the. the I saw him do tornado DDTs. Another guy who's so 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 good, just just so so good. 
I mean, yeah, just phenomenal. Playboy. I uh, did a did a road trip with him down to some random fair show where I refed. The one and only time I've ever, I ever refereed. Um, I rode with him, and that was just fun just to get to sit down, talk to him, learn, you know, talk to him about everything. Um, just a cool, cool guy. Good deal. All right. The next one is the flip side of Scott Hayes, Dirty Chris Hayes. Oh, my God. I, a father. Father figure in wrestling. Um, I spent the bulk of my time where I consider – what I consider home was MWA, uh, and Dirty Chris is the man. I mean, I patterned myself off of – like how his promo style and everything like that. Um, I love Chris Hayes. That's a man who can talk, who can talk asses into seats. That's a man who is, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. He's a hell of a guy. You know, I, I, I use this analogy one time. The business, we, we, we always claim the business is, is a group of boys, you know. Um, well, he's a man. You know, he's a father. He's a man in a business of boys. Um, I cannot, so there's not enough time in the re- in the rest of this podcast to go over how great of a person Chris Hayes is. And right. and if, if Max Sled right. is listening, I will admit uh, Chris Hayes is the better boss than Roger Ruffin. <laughs> that, that's right. a throwback to a way, 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 way old angle. Okay. All right. All right. And up next is Gentleman Jim Chadwick. Uh, Jim Chadwick is... What can you say about Jim? I mean... Great guy, um, river, river, river. Um, managed this area for so long. Um, I mean, one of the greats. Um, I personally, I, I, I didn't care for his managerial style. Um, I, it, it, to me, there was times I felt like I don't want to speak ill of the dead. Um, yeah. There, there's, there's times where I feel like he could detract from matches. But that may not be any fault of his own, you know. It may just be he was a bigger star than who he was out there with, you know. But, no, great guy. Always always nice to me. Always gave me positive feedback. I like Jim a lot. Uh, sad to see him go. Left the world too soon. I was too. And, and that when I was talking about, you know, the when I made my return in 2015, that was one of the guys I had. I had nuclear heat with Jim. And – Really, and it was and it was all of my fault. It was I was I was a young dumb kid, young dumb kid, and I was full of myself. And this was 2012, five years ago. I was yeah. full of myself, and I let that damage a good friendship with Jim Chadwick. Yeah, and it's one of oh, my yeah, many yeah, regrets yeah. that I wasn't able to patch that up. Yeah, yeah, we spent time. I spent time with Jim uh, and Cameron down at WrestleMania one year at WrestleMania 25. We just randomly. I was there with my buddy Stephen Platt, and uh, we had met up with the Kentucky Stud and Jeff Rowe, and we were at Fan Access, and it just happened Jim and Cameron were there. Um, so, sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, you're okay. But, no, they were there. Okay. All right. We'll keep the train moving here. We're going to go with uh, – Yeah. He had many names. Uh, he, some called him Cousin Jeff Rose. Some called him Aftershock. But we all knew him as Jeff Vickers. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jeff is, is a hell of a guy. I mean, we had our ups and downs at times, but who didn't? I mean, it's a family kind of thing. You, you always had your ups and downs. But Jeff Vickers was a, was a great guy. And um, 
he is another one that left the world too soon. Um, but God, we all had so many fun stories with Jeff Vickers. I mean, from, from, uh, from like I, my story about him telling me, uh, maybe it's not the best idea for you to wrestle. He came in and saved me that night. Um, I got the, uh, I took a Jaeger bomb in Paris from him and Max Sled, and they dumped Red Bull on me. And let me tell you this, if Red Bull ever gets in your eyes, um, it burns like crazy. Um, no, um, great, great guy left too soon. Um, he's actually, um, laid to rest with a chain wrapped around his fist that I put in with him. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to make his funeral, but I definitely made the viewing, which it seems like yeah. every time um, one of one of the brothers leaves a little too soon, it turns into a mm-hmm. wrestling reunion. People you ain't seen. Oh, yeah. Years. Absolutely. Come out of the woodworks just to see. Yeah, I, I didn't make the funeral. I had to work, but I made the visitation. And, yeah, it was a who's who, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took a personal day from work to come up for that. Yeah. All right, let's. We're going to move to Jimbo's former or Jeffro's former tag team partner, Jimmy Clough, otherwise known as Ju- uh, Juicy God. Jimmy Felcher. Felcher, uh, I didn't have a brain so, fart. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Grab a hold of me. We're good. Uh, um, right. So, Jimmy, I, Jimmy helped me get my break in in the business. You know, driving him to Madison, he got me a spot. Um, as a manager, so um, a heck of a guy. Now, brother, 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 brother. Now he will stammer and stutter, and um, he is a polarizing figure in wrestling. But um, I, I like Jimmy. Um, I don't talk to him really anymore. Um, just uh, I think he's off doing his own thing, doing a uh, pro wrestling freedom. Um, but no, uh, he's got a got a great mind for wrestling. To the next name, Al Steele. Big oh god! So Al Steele is the only uh, man whose tongue has ever been in my mouth other than my own. Um, Al Steele likes to got, get drunk and he likes to kiss me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, whenever we would go and hang out and have a few drinks with the boys, that like uh, we'd go to Horseshoes or Survivors or wherever it may be. Um, Al, Al Steele uh, would, would kiss me um, And yeah I didn't like it But I mean when Al Steele wants to kiss you There's nothing you can do um, There was There was a picture posted to Facebook One night of it and my mom commented on it That's my boy That's my son right there I, wow. well, At this point I, I was with my wife we were, we were dating at the time So um at one point, we'll go back to Jimmy Clough really fast. At one point, my parents thought I was in a relationship with Jimmy because he'd come over to the house wow. so much. We'd talk wrestling. We would, they thought these, all these shows were going on were actually dates. They said, they said are, you, are you dating that, that big boy? I was like, God, no. I'm, I was like, no, that's, that, that, I'll go out. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with any of that. I am completely. Completely secure in my in my sexuality and my manhood, but and there's nothing wrong with with that, but not for me. And if even if I was, he's not my type. All right, all right, we're going to move uh, but along. No, but Al still Al still great guy. Learned a lot from him. Um, 
got to manage actually I got to manage him in PTW too and had fun. Um had a lot of fun with the guy. All right, Max Sled. Holy moly. So Max Sled, like I said, is my best friend. Um he I've seen him grow from being a good hand. Um he was the manager, he was the ring announcer, he was the commentator. Um he was always just the, the good hand to have on your show. Um, and I've seen him grow, and I knew a long time ago that he was he was destined for more. He was better than that. Uh, he then became the comic relief of wrestling. He be, then became the guy who was uh, the Max Sled spot in the Battle Royal was the guy that go in first and get eliminated in the first 30 seconds. Um, he was the guy that was that was the steamroller guy. You know, he was the comedy guy. And mm-hmm. he's better than that. He was a heck of a guy, and I'm glad to see him have a very, very successful run with the PTW heavyweight title. He, he deserves it. He earns it. Um, he has earned it, everything. And I, I, I'm, I'm glad to say I love the guy. He's a hell of a yeah. guy. He's been on family I, vacations with me. Good deal. Yeah, I, I've got to work with Max once, and it was when I was doing yeah. the killer superstar gimmick. And yeah. Cujo, he looked at me and said, Tom, no comedy. And I'm like, dude, yeah. why are you putting me with the comedy guy? <laughs> yeah. No comedy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, I'll I'll figure it out, <laughs> which we ended up doing yeah. comedy, but it made me look good. So that, yeah. that that just that speaks to how good because he's that is. good. That's what he does is he makes everybody he's in the ring with look good. Um, and he he's a great mind for the business. He 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 helps out with PTW a lot. Um, he is a great finish man. He. Um, he comes up with great ideas. He, I mean, he's, he's a heck of a guy. He is the personification of a professional wrestler. He lives, eats, breathes, sleeps professional wrestling. My, right. my son, who you may be able to hear in the background, calls him Uncle Max. Nice. All right, we're going to move on here because time is starting to tick away. Uh, the Monster sure. Abyss. Um, I got to work with the Monster Abyss once, and um, that was fun. That was fun. Um, it was actually at a PTW show. Taggart wrestled him. Um, guy is guy is huge. I mean, he's you don't appreciate how big that guy is until you see him in person. You're like, oh my gosh, you are huge. So um, when the when the final of the match after the match was over after Taggart won, he said, "All right, now you're going to come in the ring and blast me." And and I was like, okay. So that was that was the that was the softest blast I ever did. Um, so he ended up punching me. We had come up with a funny Taggart and me had pitched a funny idea to ourselves. And like, oh, I'd be great. Um, we had talked about what if he had threatened me with Janice, and I fainted. So we didn't think about we didn't pitch that to him until afterwards. But he loved that. He's like, oh my god, we should have done that. That would have been great. That's, that's yeah. better than just me blasting you. But yeah, no. Don't you love it when you're going into something and you're not expecting something, and somebody just springs it on you, and you're just like, uh, "Okay, I can do that." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, then yeah. you. It was like a couple interviews ago, I had Brock Landers on, and we okay. had talked. He was like, "How how would you feel if I brought Al Snow on?" I was like, "Sure, uh, I'm not yeah. going to say no." Uh, <laughs> and well, that we never spoke about it again. And he never yeah. said that. Figured Al was just unavailable, and so I go into my show, 
my podcast, which yeah. is now available in the archives, by the way, for any anyone listening out there. Um, he said, and I was like, okay, so Rod, thanks for coming on the air with us. How are you doing? And he's like, Tom, I'm doing great, but uh, I want to bring on another guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here is Al Snow. In all my preparation, it's like if, if you have a bunch of papers in your hand, you just throw them up in the air. It's like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, at that point, you're just done. <laughs> right? <laughs> And uh, yeah. all right, so we're going to go to the next one here. Um, Alex Angel. Uh, Alex Angel, criminally underrated. That guy is awesome. Um, I got to kind of not work directly with him, but share a locker room with him uh, this last little bit here in PTW. And the guy's awesome. The guy can work. Um, funny as all get out, too. Um, yes. Oh, really, God, really yes. good guy. Really, really yep. good guy. Really big, mm-hmm. big fan. Big fan of Alex Angel. And I don't know if there's heat there anymore with me and him. Um, it was back when he was in Georgetown and shit happened. And me being Mr. Honest yeah. um, caused heat there. And because we yeah. were tag team partners and tag team champions together. Yeah. And that's another guy that if I do, you know, just start moving around in the business again, I'm going to make it a point to squash that shit. Sure. All right. But really good guy, great look, great look. Oh, absolutely, great look, great worker, all around. Yeah, no, just gold star. All right, Stan Sierra. Uh, I haven't got to interact with Stan that much. Um, hmm. Cool gimmick. I like the kind of the biker gimmick. Um, was it Mister Higgins? The uh, the the gimmick he carries to the ring. Um, yeah. I managed against him once, and that's that's been about it. Seems like an all right guy. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna do our final two, but we're gonna kind of do them as a team. Chris Majors okay. and Daryl Kelly. Um, so Chris Majors, I they started off in Glensboro when Larry was running there, um, playing music in a crow's nest. So. Um, I was there, and he was training, Caleb, or Chris Majors was training, um, was training, and may not, and Larry didn't feel like he was getting the best bang for his training dollar, so brought them into the MWA for Jordan Cage to train, um, and he's just grown up huge, grown up huge in the business, um, Chris Majors has dropped a ton of weight, it's looking great, uh, and it's getting better and better and better, Daryl Kelly, um, you know, he ended my wrestling career, but you know what? If if that is the end, how how it ended between the two of us, or how it ended, uh, great. Um, outside, you know, behind the scenes, great guy, hell of a guy. Will do anything for professional wrestling. Will do anything for primetime wrestling. Um, it's just just great. Has has created a great home for had a had a great home at primetime wrestling thanks to him and Larry. Um, great great guy. Um, I'm glad I got to end my career with him actually. All right, so with that, we're going to take a short little, about a four-minute break. We're going to come back, take some few phone calls, and we're going to call it a day. So uh, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go uh, use the restroom here real quick and <laughs> get me something to drink. And uh, everybody sure. enjoy from Godsmack, come together. Okay. That's not true. I've got him singing that. I'd be like, hey, can we get that line? No, because Ian f-ing wasn't here to get it. He just basically teased us and said he would videotape the and not get here on time. Just going to check that last one.
That was Godsmack with Come Together, an awesome Beatles cover. So we still got Michael J. Cornette on the line. We're going to open up the phone lines. The number is 646-716-4264. You can call in, ask Michael Cornette anything you want to ask. Um, and I will and answer. He will Maybe. answer. Maybe. Yeah, it's like I've told previous guests, if there's ever a question that you don't feel comfortable answering, even if it's coming from me, just say, hey, I don't feel comfortable answering that. There is no heat there. Oh, oh no, we're good. All right, so I'm going to post this on Facebook and Twitter. We are taking some calls. Of course, we already know one person we should expect to hear from. Right. Taking calls. The number is 646-716-4264. All right. Let's see here. Send that. Make sure it's in the proper character amount for Twitter. I hate 140 characters for Twitter. Oh, man, big. But 280 coming soon. Right. Here, let's see here. Do we have anybody? Nobody yet, but that's okay. We know they're coming. Yeah. Uh oh. Say hi, Tim. All right. So, do you do you catch catch any of the stuff going on? Oh, I think we got somebody coming. Uh oh. I just got. I just got a message from Andrew on Facebook saying I'm about to call in, but while we're waiting for the okay. call to get here, you catching any of the current WWE product? 
I I really just get to watch the the uh, pay per views at my leisure anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, was really happy. We're really happy with uh, No Mercy. Thought that was a fun show. Um, I'll try and catch uh, Hell in a Cell this Sunday or uh, shortly thereafter. Yeah, the pay per views was about the only thing I watched live. Everything else, I love Hulu because it it takes that two and a two hour forty five minute raw, which I think is too long, and cuts it down to an hour and nine hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Get you through quick. Yes. All right. It looks like we've got the one and only one of the founding members of the Slicksters, Andrew. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Tom. How are you? Pretty good, man. What you got to say to Mr. Cornette? Oh, man, long time, Mr. Cornette, huh, sir? I'm not too bad about yourself, sir. What did what, your grandma make for dinner tonight? It was a Mexican kind of dinner tonight. Nice. Okay. Delicious. Well, I, I, um, can't, I can't speak for Mr. Cornette, but I think we're waiting on our plate of food, too, brother. Us, us fat boys got to eat now. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, all right, dude. Well, you finally got me one on one. What is what is what did you what do you want to ask me? Um, my question is, uh, what was the first time you? What was the first time we thought about me? We saw me at PTW. First, first thing I thought about you. Um, man, I just I just thought you were a, thought you were a fan. You you were giving heck to everybody. Um, your epic stare offs were 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 were, were classics. Um, and yeah. and you you are you are a heck of a fan, man. I'll tell you that you you do things right. You you do your Facebook videos talking about the shows. Uh, you and Jonathan do your you do your updates on the way to the shows and from the shows. And I just you know. Uh, all the wrestlers I know, they may not tell you, but they do appreciate everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, my other question is, when is Brendan Tagger ever going to lose? Every time I man, see him. When, <laughs> when's he going to lose, man? When he, when you're that good, when you're that good, you just don't lose. I just can't see him, Tagger. Man, too bad. He ain't going nowhere. Tiger is, is it because he, Tiger, is it, is it because he wins all the time, Andrew? I, I he gets in my face all the time, so I just get back in his face all the time. So I mean, okay. Well, maybe if you didn't get in his face, he wouldn't get back in your face. <laughs> and um, and Ricky Cardinal too. I, that's that's one I can't stand either. Is Ricky Cardinal. Um, well, you're in the minority, man. Ricky Cardinal is the elite champion. He just won. He just defeated not just Austin Tyler Morris, not but Austin Tyler Morris and Myron Reed at PTW Elite. You got man, Ricky Cardinal is Ricky Cardinal's the real deal. Now I have a little problem with that because he had help a little bit there that night with uh, Matt Stevens helped him out there that night. Uh well no he pinned Myron and I don't think Matt Stevens laid a hand on Myron Reed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I, saw, I mean I wasn't there, but I know you weren't there, but I saw that Matt Stevens helped out there that night. Mm, I don't know about that, man. 
I have a DVD huh? and you have to see. Yep. It ain't cheating if you don't get caught, my friend. That's right. All right, Mr. An- Mr. Andrew, do you have anything else for us, buddy? Um, what do you think about the pay-per-view coming up on uh, Sunday, Cornette? Mr. Cornette. Uh, it looks it looks like it's going to be good, man. Um, you know, uh, Shane McMahon's going to do something crazy, I bet. Um, Shinsuke yeah. is awesome. Gender is a heck of a is a heck of a champ. Um, I think the New Days and the Usos are just you know, it's, it's one of those things where I I feel like I should be getting tired of it, but I don't. I think every time they uh, every time they lock up, it's magic, man. I think it's going to be a good show. Oh yeah. All right. Well, on behalf of Off the Rails Radio, um, Mr. Andrew, I want to thank you for your dedicated dedication to professional wrestling, to this podcast. Uh, you never miss a show, and well, at least any time. You know, there's sometimes I don't have wrestlers on, but uh, even though, even on those, you've called in on some of those too. Um, and I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. Oh, you're welcome. Man, this is supposed to, this is supposed to be about me not putting him over. Golly. See what you done did, Andrew. Golly. I didn't do anything. Man, <laughs> Andrew, I can't have anything nice. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Andrew. All right. You, you guys have a good night. You too, you too buddy. Be good. All right. All right, that was the one and the only Mr. Andrew Du Browning. All right, we're we are in the we are at the near end of this episode here. We've got a, we've got a few minutes left, so we're going to take at least one more phone call. Uh, the number is six four six seven one six four two six four. And I, my dumb self, done put out the wrong phone number on Facebook, so I I corrected it, took off the 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 bad phone number. And got it corrected. So, 646-716-4264. And I'm going to go ahead and ask you, ask you, Michael, the question that everybody probably wants to know. Will sure. there ever be a chance that we see Michael J. Cornette's tennis racket around ringside again? So, if you uh, – ne- it's wrestling. You never say never, right? Uh-huh. You never say never, but at this moment right now, man, I might be Shawn Michaels stunned. Okay, yeah, that's, I, that's I, very I, so. Respectful. This is so. This is this is the way I look at it. This last run I had with PPW, I did some of the best work. I crossed off so much off my bucket list. Um, I wrestled Max in in a, such a fun, fun, fun match for the heavyweight title. Um, I took the cutter. It was I just had so much fun. Just, so much as uh, as uh, as um, Pat Patterson would say, so much Gaga in that match. But that's what made it so much fun. Uh, the being part of the war games, the boxing match, managing guys like managing like the current and future of our business, and ATM, um, Ricky Cardinal, uh, Brandon Taggart, being able to. Uh, be along for the ride with those guys as they grow into um, superstars. It's just been so much fun. I got to hang out with Larry, Max, all those guys. The PTW locker room is awesome. It's one of the best locker rooms I've ever been a part of. Um, so I, I do miss that. But man, I got a five-year-old here at home. I got a ten-month-old baby, and I got a beautiful wife. So it's there, there's times where you just you just gotta have some family time. And I feel like uh, 
feel like where 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 I ended it was a perfect book into the career. So we can either start another chapter, maybe somewhere down the road. But man, right now I'm just happy being dad. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, Mr. Cornett, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Um, it's been a pleasure, even though we got the late start. We still gave, I think we still gave our listeners their their time's worth. Uh, I would say sure. money's worth, but they don't pay nothing because it's free. It's free, um, right? And be sure to support Off the Rails Radio by going to collar collar and elbow wrestling brand dot com. You know, get get the new some of the new merch out that's come out today. Use Wing as your promo code, save ten percent off. And um, maybe I would like to see you come on again. Like I said, I'm going to try to reach out to that the gentleman that we was talking about earlier, get him on the show. And I would definitely like to see you call into that show and give that man a hard time. Sure, absolutely. All righty, buddy. Well, we're going to go ahead and call it a night here at Off the Rails Radio. Again, thank you, Mr. Cornette, for uh, taking your time and joining us live. Oh, no. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Anytime. All righty. Thank you, sir. All right, that was Mr. Michael J. Cornett. Uh, we had a late start. You know, like we said, it's live It's live radio, folks. It's kind of like live TV. Anything can happen, but it's all cool. We, we got the story that we wanted to tell done. It was just a little later than planned. So, again, I'm going to go on to Off the Rails Radio. I'm going to tell you what we, you can expect in the next week from here, us here at offtherailsradio.com. All right, current my upcoming schedule we've got on October 10th. We've got legendary Larry D. And then on October 12th, we got Trash Can Graham. So be sure to tune in next week as we have not one, but two, two episodes of Off the Rails Radio coming at you. Until this is Tom Wing signing off. Son of
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.